yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where to even start. <laughs> That's the best place to start from. I agree. Um, so hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast, Love Letters. Hey, everybody. <laughs> My co-host, Aaron Fisher, and I'm Fatima Hamdani. Um, Aaron, you want to tell everybody why we are starting this podcast? Well, this podcast actually came from an amazing idea that um, spawned out from the book. And in the book, the idea was, um, you know, it, it's full of a lot of love letters. And the idea came up was, you know, why don't we meet people from all around and get them to share their love letters and, you know, make the show about the human experience, the human connection and the love letters that we all need in our daily lives. Well said, Aaron. And um, as Aaron uh, picked up the book, um, the book is coming out on November 2nd, Aaron. Is that accurate? November 1st. But it'll also be present on the 2nd and the 3rd. And <laughs> the <fourth. laughs> so um, definitely get your copies. But essentially, it's, you know, as I've gotten to know Aaron, uh, my co-host here, one thing that I've realized is both of us do things from our heart. We've seen magic happen when we've let our hearts kind of come out and shine. Mm -hmm. And that's where most love letters come up. The heart. When you feel into something and it's so powerful that it needs to pour out into words and onto the paper. And so with that theme, uh, we thought, why not invite people to share their moments of magic that they've mm -hmm. poured out as love letters either to themselves or surroundings or people. And on that note, um, just as an introduction, Aaron, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? I'll share with the audience uh, a little bit about me and then we can jump right into our first guest of honor. <laughs> So a little bit about me, um, entrepreneur, um, consultant, coach, athlete. <laughs> um, but those are the things that I do. The things that actually that I love is just the human experience, connection, meeting with people, stories from the heart. I love, love, love seeing people succeed in life. That makes me extremely happy. And I'm just you know, an extremely curious person that just wants to continue to enjoy this life and discover all the ups and downs and all the spin arounds that it brings to us. <laughs> that is beautifully well said, Erin. Um, and just a little background of myself. I am a serial entrepreneur as well. I love creating things. I love connecting dots. I've always sat at the junction of solving problems with technology. I connect dots and people very quickly. And that actually, I think, comes from one of my superpowers, which is empathy. Mm. I really, really love to connect and feel people, animals, surroundings. Um, and that's where my joy comes from. I believe in magic. And I think uh, both Aaron and I connected on that word magic. I think every moment holds magic, every lo love story holds magic, every lifetime holds magic. Um, and on that note of magic, let me introduce our first guest of honor, none other than my co-host Aaron Fisher, which is from a timing perspective just perfectly timed. 
Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Aaron. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> so as uh, it goes, why don't we start with a love letter that you've written? I'd love for you to share that with the audience. So a love letter that I written, I'm going to um, reach into my book and just read one that popped up. Um, so this was one that let me I'll read it first and then we can go over over it because it's uh, it's something that's kind of very near and dear to my heart. Um, so it goes, you were exactly what I need you to be, but I wasn't ready. I was still learning to love and accept myself. So I had to keep you at a distance. One that was close enough for you to see me smile, but far enough not to hear me cry. See, in those days I felt broken, unworthy of yours or anyone's love, and was afraid to let anyone in. How could I, when I didn't even know how to fully love myself? Well, I could tell you that I'm sorry, but I'm not. That would be like apologizing for my sadness when I choose to think about those days as times of embracing my growth welcoming my change and trying to understand my pain. Maybe in the future we'll meet again, smile, laugh and be together. But even if we don't, it's okay. Because I finally learned how to do that with myself. I learned how to see my curses as blessings, my scars as lessons and my confusions as guiding questions. I'm no longer living in fear of being what I'm not, but rather I'm living in celebration of all that I am, all that I was and all that I know I'm going to be. Even though you may find it strange, I want to say thank you. Thank you for giving me the space to breathe. Thank you for giving me space to leave. And most importantly, thank you for loving me even before I knew how, who I could be. Wow. Every time I hear something written from that book, I have to take a second and, you know, my breath that I, I was holding, I didn't even realize I was. <laughs> um, and I let it out and it's just beautiful. Um, so heartfelt, so I think all of us have been there, whether we've admitted it or we've not. Yeah. So what prompted you to write this, Aaron? So this has been a collection of writings that I put throughout the whole years. Um, I always found that the most therapeutic thing that I could possibly do was to put pen to paper. It's like when all these ideas are rushing around the head, all these emotions are trying to tell me what I should think, what I should feel. And I'm constantly, well, just not constantly, but confused. It's, I find that once I write it down, they have no place to go. And then once I write it down, I actually find a place where I'm not in control, but I'm constantly living and writing in flow. It's almost like they're saying, hey, we just want you to see what we're saying. We just want you to acknowledge us. We just want to be part of your life, but we don't want to take over your life, mm -hmm. but we're here to help you. We're here to help you express yourself. So when the pen goes to paper, it's just write, write, write. And it's, you know, I still remember 15 years ago when I used to write in a journal and I still remember writing and like, as if I'm looking over my shoulder, I'm like, oh no, what happens if somebody reads this one day? You know, I'm like, they're going to think I'm crazy. And then I stopped journaling for a few years and I found that journal entry that I was writing that day because I was like, 
this is the darkest journal entry ever. I'm, I'm a fake, I'm a phony, I'm a liar. This is the darkest time in my life. And then like a few years later, I, I read it. I'm like, shit, that was dark. I'm like, I was doing good. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, one second and I'm reading that and I'm like, it, it just clicked on me. It's just like, you were writing for how other people will think of you. Mm. What about you just writing just write and express yourself on how you want to feel and how you want to do. Because if you're feeling this, then maybe other people are too. If you're, if you express it and you've read words that touched your heart, maybe these words will touch other people's hearts. Maybe they won't, but there's only one way to find out. And if you do read these and they touch your own heart, then you've succeeded. And through the years, that's what it's been. And that's why I write and writing has been my therapeutic, most therapeutic thing I could possibly do. Sometimes I write and my mind's like, rhyme that shit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, write in the poem. I'm like, okay. And it's just like, I just, I just let whatever comes out, come out with no judgment. And um, throughout the years, it just became a collection of stuff. And um, that's all the stuff that made it to the book. That's beautiful. And so the, the passage that you read, to us today. When was that written? And what prompted it? Man, that was written when I was in Nanjing, China, probably about uh, 10 years ago. Was it a love lost or a love let go? It was a love understanding <laughs> but it was a little bit of both because it was this it was in a relationship that i was in and my definition of what a relationship then was was one that would make girls go crazy because it wasn't really a relationship it was more like we're together but we're not together but we are together <laughs> you know there's a word uh for that in in the attachment theory yeah. <laughs> called avoided <laughs> yeah so it was a lot of that because once again in, in in that in that writing i i wrote like you know one of the things that that i was so scared about was what happens if they see me before i see myself but don't we always others have uncanny especially if they're paying attention to see us way before we actually see ourselves. hundred percent. I fully agree with that. And I, I do. In that moment, it was just, I was so, I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I just didn't know if I'm like, it, it was such, I lived in such an external world of what happens if they, or they, or this, or they would think about that, like me like this. And then, I realized that like, no, but the relationships and the people I've met, they're the ones that actually help me to better understand. That's why I, I write, like, I'm not sorry. I'm thankful, you know, I, I appreciate it. And as strange as it might sound, it's like, thank you for showing me how to love before I could fully gauge and understand what it means to love myself. Cause my one belief is like you don't need to love yourself before you love other people because other people can teach you how to love yourself 
you know it's like I, loving a dog a dog loving you so much you're like i don't understand this love your parents <laughs> if you're blessed to have great ones they, they give you this love and you're like but how does this make sense but later in life it starts to connect and then you start to see what love means to you right you get to see how you express love not what like what i'm saying here is love is not the same for everybody and that's why it's so confusing i love one person one way but they don't need to love me the same way because that would be me trying to make them feel something that's not love for them love is one of the most beautiful things that happen in this world but we have to enjoy the beauty as it comes like a rainbow right yeah, my love yeah. might be blue but yours might be purple but together it makes something extremely beautiful <laughs> yes love is definitely rainbows um so what about your somebody who's written to you a love letter that you received um that really touched you i have a book of love letters written to me from students um from charity programs and things and they are my go-to letters that i read when uh, i just you know i used to just have a lot of questions mm -hmm. and i would just read this and it's the, the, the it was just the way that they wrote these things it was just it's just uncanny to be seen sometimes and on those days where you don't feel like you're like you even exist mm -hmm. and it's beautiful i i believe that our words are so powerful, we don't even realize how powerful it is. And when you put pen to paper and you share, wow, you connect with different parts of your being, different parts of your soul. I still, I still remember during a workshop, it was past, present and future workshop that I did. It was me, my partner and another friend. And I did past, one did present, other did future. And we had to write letters on each one of them. And when we finished the workshop, we gave everybody like, their letters. And by that time, most people forgot about it. And reading a letter from your past and your present to your future, it's, it, it blows you away. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's very interesting. Can you share an incident where, you know, one such letter brought you back, brought a smile back to your face during some dark moments? And I know getting to know you over, over a few months now, Aaron, um, you've lived multiple lifetimes. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's beautiful to hear your stories. Thank you. Um, but share one that was, you know, where you were not in your best place, but somebody else's words brought a smile to yours. I have to say, like, some of the most beautiful love letters to me are come in the shape in the form of a book you know mm. the alchemist was <laughs> like my like when i started just to better explore my life and the things around it i would pick up books and these books would be love letters that people wrote that would just touch my soul like the alchemist is is no matter how many times i've read it it's a new book because when I read it and every time I reread it, I'm not the same. And I, I really believe the book's not the same too. So everything is constantly shifting and changing. And, you know, even the same author, he wrote the book Zahir. Um, and that's about a book about love. 
and his words about how he dealt with the human experience and love that opened me up. And then, you know, the more I started writing, the more I started reading and the more I started reading, it's inspired more of my writing because you watch like Brene Brown, you know, someone that we speak about, like the way she just writes so beautifully, so openly and so vulnerable, not vulnerability as an armor, not vulnerability as a sheer shield, but as a human experience. And you're like, damn, yeah. I can relate with that. And also the more that I read books or love letters, the more permission it gave me to write more of my own love letters, the more permission it said to be like, oh shit, this is a normal human experience. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think um, Alchemist was one, one place that you and I definitely connected. It happens to be one of my favorite books. And what most people don't remember of Alchemist, Alchemist is an entrepreneur's book, Alchemist tells you to go after what you feel like but at the end of the day it was definitely a love story because he comes back for Fatima in the book um you know and and I actually didn't remember that at all I had read it and it had impacted my life quite significantly and as you say every time I've read that book something else comes up and very recently I was uh, cleaning out one of my storage units and suddenly brand new in a wrapping that book was sitting. I don't remember buying it. I don't remember. And it was there for me to unwrap. And I'm so excited about rereading it. Um, so Aaron, um, when you've been writing and when you have been actually, is this your, this is your first book, right? That you're publishing? First book to the public, third book in my life. Oh, wow. What happened to the other two? So the first book was to prove to myself that I can write a book mm -hmm. and I wanted to write a book to myself. And that one was called the awakening because it's constantly awakening. I like to say like on Instagram and things like that, I'm the awakening self, but in life I, I like to call myself the awakening nap, you know, <laughs> it's like I'm awakening and I'm, I'm asleep. I'm awake. So it's like that constant. And the reason I call it the, the awakening is because it's just a constant journey. Mm -hmm. it's it's not to arrive it's just to enjoy the process in the moment so and the second one was just a memoir through a lot of the diaries that I wrote that I just put together um and to put the stories and this one was a collection of yeah just a lot of the passages that I wrote throughout the years and um wow so how when you pitched it and when it got accepted as a book how did it make you feel well, I, yeah, the, the cool thing about it was, um, it was actually my partner. She helped me with it. I, I'm like, I have so many passages. I have so many things. And she's like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm not really sure. She's like, give it to me. And she put so much work into it. She like took out passage and, and like refixed it and did amazing things to bring it together. And she's like, she's like, you know, this sounds like a collection more of love letters. And I'm like, yes so i can't take the credit for the name and i can't take the credit for the cutting down and the passages but i can take the credit for all the passages have been mine and to actually take them and then revise them to what they are now and even skim them down slightly and get the book together there's something so magical about being able to put that together and then share it with people like you, Fatima, and that, like, for it to resonate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is that 
real. And then I read my book again and I was just like, who wrote this? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and you went over that very quickly. Um, but essentially, your book was wrapped up in love. Your 100%. partner wrapped it up in love and presented it back to you, which is a beautiful thing in itself. I didn't know about that. And that is just so amazing. And especially right now in the times that we are in, Erin, mm -hmm. which are very interesting, there's a lot of transformation happening. And usually before breakthroughs can happen, breakdowns are happening. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that all of us are looking for is that ray of hope, is that something I can look forward to, right? Tell the audience a little bit more about how you feel this is one such step towards that ray of hope or the ability for somebody to hold on to during this very interesting times in our life. For sure. I, I find that now in this time in our life with so much uncertainty, especially in 2020, mm -hmm. I see it as a time of a lot of opportunity, but with opportunity also comes a lot of choices and with choices, comes questioning our worth. And questioning our worth brings us back to old triggers, belief systems, and all these things. Now, why is this book coming out in 2020? It's because I'm not looking to write a self-help book. I'm not looking to write a business book. I wanna share a human experience. I wanna share um, my eating disorder. I wanna share my suicidal thoughts. I wanna share my ideas of worth and acceptance. And by doing that, I believe it gives people permission to do the same in their lives. And I believe that permission is such a key and fundamental part of our lives that once we get it, it's amazing the things that we can do. Why do we look for it? I don't know, but we still do. And to see that we're not alone is one of the most magical things in the world. And, you know, that's why it's like, let me share all of me with you in hopes that it might inspire you to see a little more of you and you, to be okay with you and you and to oh. feel, right? Yeah, that is so important. I think the time that we've gotten right now, more than any other time, the ability to truly sit with ourselves and feel. Oh yeah. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful, magical, but feel. In some way, wouldn't you say that makes you feel alive, truly alive? It does. What was one moment in your life that made you feel truly alive? Wow. One. <laughs> I know, I mean, again, knowing you, I know you, you are a collection of those magical moments. Um, but something that stands out, something that comes to your mind as soon as I ask you that question. It's always doing things, uh, and I'm not trying to sound um, like stereotypical here, but it's, doing things for other people. I still remember being in um, these, these programs for these kids. And um, at the end of the program, every single week, every single time, these kids that didn't know each other, these strangers just like laughing with each other and, and goofing around and, and coming up to me and asking me for things and like questions and connecting and just, you know, 
and just seeing them carry more of themselves. It's not that I help to do anything in them. So let me rephrase that. It's not that I gave them something extra. Mm. I just showed, I just held the mirror to their face and showed them that they were extra. So you just helped them find it. It was always there. And yeah. when they, when they think that, cause you know, as a facilitator or anything, they thank me, but they're not thanking me. And I'd always say that. And I'm like, don't thank me. And I do acknowledge your thank you. Don't, don't get me wrong, but you put in the work. You should be thanking yourself because look at all the amazing things you've done. So always at the end of those, I feel it's like that. It's like taking a, a second breath for the first time. You know, it's like feeling alive and invigorated. It's just like, you're like, wow, the world is amazing. <laughs> that, that is so beautiful. And what was this program, Aaron, that you keep referring to? So this program was in China. It was a summer school or a winter school program where there'd be kids from all around China, um, from primary school to university. They'd come down for one week intensive camps. We'd give motivational speeches, inspirational lectures, and it would be um, more of a workshop. Mm. where at the end of it they would put on a play and they would and it was yeah it's just magical to see these kids do the things that they did and at the end of it there would always be these envelopes in the shape of a heart <laughs> and you'll actually find this picture in the book and this way the kids could write letters to the other children to uh -huh. say hey thank you for this year or whatever and they'd all fill them up but because i was the foreigner they'd always fill up mine more. And I've kept every single one of those letters that they've written to me. And that's, those are the letters I was talking about that are in my book. Oh, because, wow. Yeah. And then reading those over, just, it's like, it just shows you that we, we all have the power to make a difference in other people's lives. And when we make the difference in other people's lives, it makes such a big difference in our own life. Hmm. I, I remind me not to wear makeup when I'm having these conversations with you because <laughs> you have you have an, the uncanny ability to bring tears. Um, but that is so beautiful, and I think that might be the best note to kind of end this interview here, Aaron. Um, thank you so much. Me for one, I, I can't wait to get my hands on that book. I can't wait to get your audio book. Um, I've heard you recite some of the passages. And you're right, every single one feels like I wrote them for myself or um, I have experienced them and they hit home. Um, it's beautiful. And thank you is all I can say. And I, I'm looking forward to these, the series of podcasts with you where we get to adventure, oh, yeah. ask people to read their own love letters to themselves and have a lot of fun. So welcome dear audience to our first episode ending here. <laughs> New for, sure. for sure and i just want to acknowledge you and say thank you so much for your time for your energy for your effort for wanting to be a part of this coming on this journey i think stuff that i think i know that this will lead us down to some really really beautiful paths to meet amazing people and just find love letters that inspire other people's hearts souls and a mm -hmm. lot more on this way yes a lot more